Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Wow, well, we're back, and you can't believe how much is going on in the world, and and it, it, it is a crazy world in the studio. We have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. Uh, we have uh, the governor, Governor Pataki, Governor. Governor, I understand there's a birthday coming up. John, don't rush it. I'm getting there. This All weekend, right. I'll have a birthday. <laughs> Happy <right>. early birthday. <laughs> and Craig Eaton, how are you feeling, Craig? I'm doing great, John. I love coming here Tuesday nights. Rita, we got on the phone, our favorite mayor. Uh, it's not Eric. <laughs> That's right. It's Although we Eric. like Eric, but it's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And uh Mayor, first of all, we are all on fire. Craig Eaton and I and all of us and John and the judge and the gov, we are all on fire about this plea deal with Hunter Biden. Huge news. Agreeing to plead guilty and federal tax and a gun case. Uh, what's your reaction? This is amazing. It wasn't a plea deal. It was a sellout. It's a complete sellout of the federal criminal justice system and a worldwide embarrassment for America. I mean, this is about as clear an indication and how many have we had in the past year with Biden. We don't even have a justice system in America anymore. We basically have a Biden regime that uh, prosecutes their opponents for crimes that don't exist and allows their relatives and friends to get away with literally murder. I mean, this guy is, this guy is, is, is responsible for somewhere in excess of $50 million worth of bribes that went to his father to sell out the United States of America. That's what's going to be revealed in the next four or five months. We just saw the first one, the $10 million bribe, which is on tape. And what I'm telling you is um, the evidence is there. It is, and it's been not pursued by the Justice Department for four or five years, there's a there's a, a, a woman in Ukraine ready to testify as to the offshore bank accounts that the Bidens had. One of them was revealed today in the New York Post. A very small article. A lot of people wouldn't know what it means. It's a, a, a money laundering bank that Burisma set up for the Bidens. Uh, they haven't even revealed the money that went through there yet. So that would be in excess of the $10 million. So, I mean, to do this is like a spit in the face of honest, decent Americans. Also, uh, you, you think of Rudy. Let me ask you a question. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a I'm just a grocery man. Um, <laughs> it, it, does that mean if he pleads guilty to to X, Y, and Z, that if he did much worse crimes, then life just goes on? No. Uh, it doesn't mean that necessarily, John. His lawyer said that. His lawyer said 
that the investigation is now over. Yeah, he said case closed, Rudy. It was like, what? The Justice Department, through a spokesman, said that it isn't over. But there hasn't been an official statement yet from the Justice Department. Usually, when a deal like this is announced, uh, I mean, this deal is so embarrassing, I, I don't imagine the Justice Department even wants to put a press release. But usually, when you do a deal like this, you announce whether the investigation is closed or still open because we know there are many, 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 many more charges against Hutton. So they're silent on that. So I don't know what, I don't, honestly don't know the answer to that right now. I can't imagine that they're going to close the whole thing with this. So, you know, Rudy, Rudy, you know what I wanted? I was listening to Leo Terrell earlier today, and this blew my mind. He thinks part of the reason that uh, they came out, the U.S. attorneys in Delaware came out and said, no, the uh, case isn't closed. We're still investigating. But that's basically a ploy that essentially then they don't have to hand over documents to Congress, to the GOP committees, Judge, because I, they're well, requesting. What do you think, Judge no, Weinberg? I, I think I, I, I'm with Mayor Giuliani on this. Congress has an absolute right to have those documents. What do you say, Mr. Mayor? Oh, absolutely, Judge. And I think Leo's right. I mean, uh they, 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 look at how they slow walk this one. This took three years. It took three years to get to this point of nothing. Yeah, and they, he had statute limitations bars up. on bigger money, Rudy. Yeah, they'll take another three. They take another three years on that one, and either Biden will get reelected and he can pardon everybody, or he'll be out of office and they'll hope that people don't care. But yeah, they kept it. They'll keep it open for all the reasons that you say. But that shouldn't stop. Uh, Congress, it didn't stop the Democrats from going after Trump, going after everyone, including me. Absolutely. You're right. It shouldn't stop them whatsoever. Craig Eaton. Rudy, I got to tell you, I'm frustrated that the Republicans in Washington are not doing anything to go after the Bidens, are not forcing the Delaware investigation, the special prosecutor there, are not going after Hunter Biden more forcefully and rolling over and letting the Biden administration do everything that they're doing against Trump and the Republicans. I mean, when is this going to stop? You were a former U.S. attorney. We as Americans have to have some rights. There has to be a U.S. attorney somewhere in this country or someone in Washington that's got to put something together to start these investigations and move this forward. Well, I think, Craig, that uh, uh, Garland has complete hold over the Justice Department. He's about as he, he will go down as the most corrupt attorney general in American history. Uh, I don't think you can move with the Justice Department, including the Delaware guy. I mean, he was a Trump holdover. But what does that mean? Garland has been his boss now for two years and he hasn't done anything. And if this is the result of his investigation, he sounds like he's corrupt. But there's got to so, be some loophole uh, somewhere in, in the law where a, f- a federal prosecutor somewhere can start these in special prosecutors. Let's appoint the special prosecutor. You can't let... Who, who's going to appoint them? Yeah, well, there's got to be a loophole. There's got to be a loophole in the law where the con- Congress... There's no loophole. There is Congress, not. Congress does not. Only, only Congress the president not a, to do that. That's right. Congress yeah. has no power Something to appoint special Something needs to be done, guys. Something needs to be done. Anything, I mean, you're, yeah, you're too calm. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm really done. not calm, but I try not to be predictable you know, and try to weigh things. And I have to tell you... I think this is a disgrace. I really it's do. I think, it's I think it is 
something where neutral Americans who aren't Republicans or Democrats, Trump people or Biden people, take a look and say, we don't have a fair system of justice, particularly for the Biden family. Just by coincidence, I had dinner last night with a friend of mine who happened to have been a Republican elected official who was forced to plead guilty to a felony and go to jail for underreporting income on a two-family house. Uh, now, that is nothing compared to what Hunter Biden has done, and yet he's let off with a misdemeanor. And it just becomes more obvious every day that we have a two-tier system of justice, one for the insiders in the Biden administration and their friends, and another for the American people at large, and that is just a terrible thing for our country. But, Craig, I want to disagree with you a little bit. I think the House Republicans are doing the best they can to go after uh, the Biden family, calling in witnesses, trying to line up the information. And I just thank God they have a majority so they can continue to try to get to the bottom of all this corruption. Now they're talking about Hunter Biden's business partner coming in to testify. I hope he does. I can't yeah, wait yeah. to see I what's mean, going to come next. I want to know if the con- congressional hearings show something comes up and makes the attorney general himself look bad. Yeah. What happens then? And listen, I, I, if they have documents, they could. I mean, John, they're trying to get bank well, records, all this. If the papers show it, then I on, think they're going to have our time. You, you guys all want to stay. Rudy, you want to stay on for a few more minutes? we got Dershowitz on the phone. Happy to. Let's, take, let's do the Dershowitz uh, interview. Rudy's going to stay on. And joining us now to talk about these big decisions coming on Hunter Biden. The big plea deal is the great constitutional law professor, Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, what's your reaction to this big plea deal? Was it a sweetheart deal? Well, if it's only if the investigation only turned up evidence of these two uh, misdemeanor tax violations, filing uh, returns late and failing to put uh, drug use on an application, then the sentences seem to be fair and seem to be typical of what would happen. In fact, normally people aren't even criminally prosecuted for filing their taxes late. Failing to put, you know, cocaine addiction onto a gun permit, that's a more serious, more serious offense. But apparently he was addicted at the time. And so they put him into this, you know, program. But if if that's all they have on him, then this is equal justice. If, on the other hand, they have uncovered or they failed to look for Burisma, laptop, the tapes, all of that, that's a hidden ball. Then we're, all we're seeing is what they have charged him with. What we're not seeing is what they could have charged him with but didn't, if that's the fact. But I want to presume everybody innocent until we see the evidence, so... I'm waiting to see the evidence. And also, since this is a special prosecutor appointed by Trump, but a special prosecutor, he has an obligation to file a report with the attorney general. And that can be made public. And if it's made public, then at least we'll get a chance to see what they didn't investigate. So let me ask you, Professor Dershowitz, about uh, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who said that his investigation is still ongoing. Now, some people suspect that maybe he's not looking at anything, um, and he just said that to basically block Congress from getting access to documents. What do you, how do you That's read a, that? Well, especially since um, Hunter Biden's lawyer, who's a good lawyer, said it's over. The investigation is complete. There's nothing further. So we have what seems to be a direct contradiction between 
the um, special counsel, special investigator, special whatever you want to call them. They don't call them special prosecutor anymore. But we have a conflict between the prosecutor on the one hand and the defense lawyer on the other hand. We ought to know what the answer to that is. Is the investigation closed? Are they looking into Burisma? Are they looking into laptop? If not, why not? Maybe we'll see it all in a public um, disclosure. But, you know, the Justice Department could also hide behind the statement, well, we don't usually do public announcements. We just say, uh, here's the deal, take it or leave it. So we'll see what they say. But the deal itself, based on the three charges, seems like a fair deal. Certainly the tax part of it seems fair. I think they tend to understate the seriousness of failing to put drug addiction onto a gun application as somebody who cares deeply about reasonable gun control I, I want to make sure that people who have cocaine problems don't get gun licenses. Yeah, and by the way, the President of the United States is also pushing for gun control. You know, I mean, it, the irony of it doesn't escape yeah. anybody. Uh, let, here's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, Professor Dershowitz. Sure. I want to ask you, I want to switch gears, Professor. Uh, judge Cannon, who's a yeah. U.S. District Court judge in, in Florida, has been under a real attack saying she's a Trump appointee, therefore, in essence, she can't be fair. They didn't like her earlier rulings about appointing uh, Judge Ray Deary from the Eastern District of New York as a special master to look at the Trump documents. Therefore, they want to take the case away from her. I didn't see that kind of outrage when uh, the, the chief judge for the U.S. District Court in uh, District of Columbia, Howell, was making all these rulings against oh, of course, Trump. Of course. And, not, and not, not only that, but the judge made absolutely the right decision to appoint Judge Derry and to appoint the special master. She was right. The 11th Circuit was wrong. Nobody from the Department of Justice should ever get to see lawyer-client privileged information and be trusted, not with a wink and a nod, to tell their fellow Department of Justice prosecutors who they have lunch with and go to the bathroom with, with a wink and a nod. I have to tell you, I would never turn over lawyer-client privilege information to a taint team. I think taint teams are wrong. She was right. The 11th Circuit was wrong. And the people who are criticizing for her for it are wrong as well. And I know Ray Deary very, very well because I clerked in the, yeah. uh, the Eastern District of New York for, for my judge. And I'm telling you, I knew him as an assistant U.S. attorney. He's a high-quality guy. Scrupulous, of course he is. Ethical, of course. And he was the right guy to do that job. And, you Absolutely. know, but, you know, Professor Dershowitz, as people are hearing this today, they're going, wait a minute, uh, as the judge is aptly talking about all the stuff with with Trump. And they're hearing, wait a minute, tens of millions of dollars, potentially. We know that Congress is looking into Hunter. How do you tell people to have faith in the justice system today? They're going, why? Yeah. Well, that's why you need a a televised trial of Donald Trump. We have to have that. We cannot trust the media. CNBC and MSNBC and CNN and the New York Times to tell us what happened at the trial. We have to be able to see it with our own eyes. And there should be a public report by the special counsel, special investigator, to tell us why we have heard nothing about the laptop, Burisma, and the wiretaps. That just can't be left unresponded to. There's too much smoke there. Well, it'll be very interesting to see with the congressional hearings what they come up yeah. with. And if there's a contradiction yeah, between right. they may be trying to block the congressional hearings by saying an investigation is still ongoing. That's, that's exactly right. That, exactly. That's, a, that's their cover, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it won't work. 
it won't work. Congress is being very tough on this, and they will hold people in contempt, and they have an absolute right to get to the bottom of this and at least ask for the investigation and the materials for the mater- for the cases that have already been resolved. Let them do that. Uh, yeah, 1,000%. Professor Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much for being here on such a busy news day. Thanks for being here on Cats and Cosby. Thank you very much. Oh, I always love being on. Thank you. Be well. Wow. Wow, uh, Rita and uh, Judge, you guys interviewed well. Uh, Governor Pataki, Mayor, uh, Mayor uh, Giuliani, what do you guys think? I'll tell you what Rita said earlier uh, while talking to Dershowitz to me is the most important thing. How can we have confidence in the Justice Department? We have to, in a democracy, be able to have confidence in the Justice Department. And I don't right now. And I think the only answer to that question is for those House hearings. Professor Dershowitz hit it on the head. You have Burisma, you have the laptop, you have the tapes, uh, and the Justice Department says nothing. It's up to Congress to quickly get to the bottom of that. And if it turns out there is not just smoke but fire there, as there may well be, then we know the Justice Department has failed. If, on the other hand, it turns out that there are a lot of allegations that aren't true, then maybe we can have, again, some faith in the Justice Department. But right now, I do not. Yeah, wherever the truth is. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, your reaction? I think I think my good friend Alan is completely wrong on this plea. This is a really horrible, horrible uh, plea in and of itself. And I think where he's wrong is on the gun count. That's a 10-year felony, Rita. It's not, it's not uh, some kind of a misdemeanor. It's a 10-year felony. And there are photographs of him driving an automobile, smoking crack within three or four days of affirming that he's not a drug user. He's not just a drug user also. He's a lifetime degenerate drug user of, uh, who has probably right now on those 10,000 photographs that are online, there are probably 3,000 of him using drugs. And I, I can't think of anyone who has his history of drug use, particularly an African-American, who wouldn't go to jail for five to six years on this, even if they had no record. So uh, you look at the guidelines. I mean, the guidelines, the reason they're not going to let him plead is because he'd go to jail based on the guidelines that his father put in effect years ago. So there's something very tricky was done here, and the people don't know it. And Alan, 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 I love, but he's still a defense for it. I understand. Uh, any other comments? Because we got to go to a hard network break. Any, any mayor or governor yeah, or yeah. Greg? The point, the point that I was going to make is they didn't charge him with the with the gun violation. They did a pretrial diversion because if they charged him, he would have to go to jail for right. two to three years. And a person his age never gets pretrial diversion. That's for a teenager. That's absurd. Yeah, it's, it's called a uh, special treatment. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, th- thank you very much. I think a lot of people are outraged uh, about this double standard. And everybody stay with us. After the break, we're talking to KT McFarland. Speaking of outrage, uh, the Biden policy on China saying, Blinken saying the China chapter with the spy balloon is closed. Case closed. Don't worry about COVID. Don't worry about the spy balloon. Stay with us. A lot more after the break. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. We're back. 
Yeah, boy. And, John, as we're talking about everything with Hunter Biden, and by the way, later on in the show, also, we're going to be talking to Miranda Devine and John Solomon on this. They have some big explosive stuff. They always do. They always do. But joining us now to also talk about some other crazy things that are going on in the world, uh, Tony Blinken, of course, the Secretary of State in China. And afterwards, he says, don't worry about the spy balloon. Don't worry about fentanyl. Don't worry about any of these problems. China, we forgive you. Let's just kind of move on and join us. He to really, talk. No, he didn't say yeah, we forgive you. Well, no, what he basically said, worse Put it John, behind us. Put it behind no, us. Chapter no, chapter closed. We don't want to sound, sound like the other channels and, and make up stuff. No, okay? this, actually, he said worse. Chapter closed, John. Chap, don't worry about it. Chapter uh, no, he closed. didn't say fentanyl, though. No, he said the chapter cl- is closed on the spy balloon. Didn't spy even balloon. bring up fentanyl. And didn't even bring up COVID. All right, okay. So now let the record be that? clear. Like, yeah, even worse. Let's go now to Katie McFarland, of course, the former Deputy National Security Advisor. Katie, your reaction? Look, it is such a travesty that the American Secretary of State goes to China, and he really might have. A, he might as well have worn a T-shirt that said "Kick Me." Because the Chinese <laughs> treated him so badly, and remember, prior to his visit. The Chinese had who they really wanted to have, which is American billionaires, American investors, American bankers, American tech executives, and they rolled out the red carpet for those guys. And then when the American Secretary of State comes, the Chinese, they they have meetings, the American Secretary of State doesn't bring up the issues that you've just mentioned that he should have brought up, and he basically was on the apology tour. And then at the end of it, the Chinese um, president, he met with the Chinese president very briefly, very humbly, um, and the Chinese president issued a statement saying, you know, the Americans get China policy wrong. They don't understand China. They don't understand a bad policy. And we really look forward to having better relations as soon as the Americans change. And then the American secretary of state gets up and he makes a mea culpa. And he says, well, we haven't changed our policy towards China, yada, yada, yada. But we do not support Taiwan independence. Now, to say that after he's just met with the Chinese leader, basically saying to Taiwan, you're on your own. We're not going to help you. Um, we'll sell you some weapons, but we're not really going to do anything to help your independence. Now, historically, and Rita, since you know, you, you and I go back to Kissinger even, and when Kissinger and Nixon went to China, they said it had a very ambiguous policy, which was going to be the one-China policy. Well, Anthony Binkley has just said, no, no. We're now saying that we're not going to do anything to help Taiwan. Even if we weren't going to do it by saying it, it gives China an open house. Yeah, is that like a minor incursion line, KT McFarland? Yeah. No, it's much worse. <laughs> much worse, because the Chinese now know that America will do nothing to whatever China wants to do with regard to Taiwan. KT, it's Richard Weinberg. Wasn't, Hi. How are you? Wasn't the, the issue strategic ambiguity? Wasn't that the whole strategy? Um, was the strategy was would they even meet with him? You mean no, no. The or, whole the policy of not going out there and saying we're we're going to defend Taiwan or we're not going to defend Taiwan or Taiwan is independent. It's not. It was to be strategically ambiguous to keep our, yeah. our, our gambits open. Yeah, I mean it's all about deterrence. You don't want them to take Taiwan, but you don't want to have to go to war over it. And so by being deliberately ambiguous, the Chinese have to think. Well, maybe. Maybe the Americans wouldn't get involved, but maybe they would. So, you know, maybe it's just a little too hard for us to do. So we'll, we'll put it off or we'll do it later. We'll deal with it later. But by coming out right, coming out and saying it, 
what it basically says is you do whatever you want with Taiwan. And the reason Taiwan is such an issue is because all the microprocessing chips are made in Taiwan. And because if China controls Taiwan, they control the whole Western Pacific and the South China Sea. So it's not just China and some kind of historical ambitions that China has. There are very real uh, military, trade, and financial reasons that China wants Taiwan and that we should hope that Taiwan doesn't become fall under China's influence in the same way Hong Kong has done. And uh, Craig Eaton, you just have a minute left. Go ahead. Katie, this is Craig Eaton. Um, my concern is it sent the wrong message, Blinken, going there. I mean, he went there, he said, to stabilize badly deteriorated U.S.-China ties. Yet what all China has done to us, I mean, we shouldn't be going there to stabilize. We should be going there to send a message. We shouldn't have gone there in the first place. But, but if we're going to go, know. we need we need to tell them the problems that we're having, not just go there and, and make nice. I mean, yeah, and have a photo opportunity. Yeah, exactly. We basically exactly. gave up Taiwan for a photo opportunity. Yeah. Um, what wow. we should have done was to go and say, okay, so here's what America's going to do. We're going to invest in research and development. We are going to control the technologies of the future. We are going to rebuild our infrastructure. We are going to push for American energy, not only American energy independence, but American energy dominance. We never went there with a plan. The plan was just to sort of bow down and take whatever the Chinese gave us. Instead of going to say, we're going to fix our economy, we're going to be a strong nation, we're going to rebuild our military, and we're going to make sure we have a military presence in the South China Sea, which is one of the world's most important trade routes. We didn't do any of that. KT, thank you for standing up and and being counted, and uh, we love you, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Always a pleasure, John. Thank Thank you, you. and thank you all. Bye. Thank you, KT. Let's take a break, and we got a great second half, and we're going to find out where the heck, what's happening to our whales we're going to find out why motorcycles are blowing up with uh, Commissioner Kavanaugh. And uh, stay tuned. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. John, you and I both love animals. And this is amazing. 40 whales have washed up on East Coast beaches just this year alone. Who's killing our whales? Yeah, wow. Well, joining us now is Congressman Chris Smith of New Jersey. And Congressman, what do you think, what do you think is happening with these wind turbines? Is it the mapping that they're doing that's messing up with their sonars? It's breaking our heart. What's going on with the whales? I'm with you a thousand percent. As a matter of fact, I actually got a, a piece of legislation passed to require the GAO to study all of the unanswered questions, including the whales and the dolphins who are dying, their sonar, we believe, is being thrown off uh, and, and just misdirected in terms of them being able to communicate and to move about the way they do because of the mapping issue that's been occurring with sonar under the sea to find the best place. Congressman, they're blowing, the, holes in the, they're blowing holes in the ground to make, put in the foundation. Oh, and, and it gets only worse uh, John, right after that, because they got to pile drive these these thousand nine hundred to thousand foot huge poles into the ground, uh, the bedrock of the uh, or the uh, the seabed, and that's going to disrupt everything, all sea life, every the entire ecosystem of the of the under the water and above too. And, and, and they're saying, what? Nothing to see here. Our governor, uh, Governor Murphy, uh, caused, says we're exaggerating and we have no proof. Well, the proof is that we hadn't had this before, and now we have it in large numbers. And the, the uh, scientists from the government, like BOEM and the others, uh, are just 
you know, sitting on their hands and saying, again, nothing to see here. They don't know. Uh, and that's the best guess, and I think they have very strong uh, suspicions that, indeed, this is what's killing the whales. And, and, um, and you know what they're uh, talking about? The, the, the tens of thousands of birds that fly through it, and there's no bodies because they're too small, and, and, and the, the birds are dying and going into the sea. Oh, that, that is what's going to happen. And, you know, there's 70,000 land-based uh, uh, turbines, uh, wind turbines in the United States, and that is a very serious problem of of birds obviously being killed. But in the water, uh, there's no real precedent for this. They say, oh, look what's going on in, in the North Sea, off the United Kingdom, off Finland. Uh, they don't get hurricanes like we get, so these things are going to topple, and there's evidence to suggest uh, up to half will go down if there's a Category 3 hurricane. There was one huge study on that. And secondly, uh, what it will do to radar. All of our vessels that use radar, which is just about every vessel except a very small boat, um, they're going to be confused, confounded. They will see shadows, particularly in inclement weather, and they won't know where they are. They, you know, they could be hitting each other. They could be hitting these poles. They could be doing all kinds of damage. Uh, and, and, you know, it almost like... Uh, and none of that. And, and you got to know this. There yeah. was a big National Academy of Sciences uh, study done just one year ago, 2022, that said this is a colossal problem that will have catastrophic impacts on radar. And there's no mitigation effort available and one, none that they think will be coming to fruition. Well, uh, and online Tom, Tom, Congressman, Congressman Chris Smith, yes. uh, we have the commission of the fire department on. We have to go. But th- okay. stay on top of yeah, it. Yeah, keep us posted. We'll keep, keep us posted. And thank you for getting this out to your entire audience. And we're going to keep, keep getting it out. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you Congressman. With us now is Commissioner Cavanaugh of the Fire Department of New York. And the, all, all these motorcycles are blowing up and killing people. Commissioner, tell us what's going on. Thanks for having me on. I, tragically, as you saw this morning, we had one of these e- e-bike shops uh, kill four New Yorkers and critical critically injured to others. So we really need to make sure that people are using these bikes legally and safely because they really are dangerous to New Yorkers and to our members. But, but it's the batteries. It's the same batteries. They're in those electric cars. And you, you, we haven't experienced the problem with electric cars yet, but it's going to happen. Well, those cars have certified batteries. So I want to enforce here that any New Yorker who's purchasing a battery of any kind, especially for an e-bike, they make sure that those are UL certified. Those are the ones, the non-certified batteries are the ones that we're seeing cause these really dangerous fires. You know, um, Commissioner, I was seeing on this particular case, which is so sad in Chinatown, that like what the batteries were lined up. They also had like extension cords. I mean, these are things that looks like a lot of these places are doing. And this particular place was cited um, years before, too. So how do you control it? I mean, you would think all these different e-bikes are going to probably similar situations. I mean, that's hard to regulate. Yeah, you know, we are coming at this from every angle, and that's exactly why this is so dangerous, and it's so easy for people to, uh, you know, do some of these illegal behaviors, you know, charging these with extension cords, tampering with the batteries, all things that greatly increase the fire risk, as we tragically saw this morning. So we're coming at it through education, enforcement, regulation. We have to come at it from every angle. Commissioner, this is George Pataki. You talked about the uncertified batteries. Are they legal? They are not legal. 
Um, you should make sure no matter where you're buying your battery from, whether it's an online marketplace or in person, that it has UL certification. That's what tells you that a battery is regulated and legal um, and much, much safer than the batteries we saw this morning. And someone selling one that doesn't have that UL certification is breaking the law and can be prosecuted then. We can't even You're right. You're right. Are, are, they, are the un, unlicensed ones cheaper? Is that why people are buying them? Or they're easier to get? I think it's both. Um, but we do know, we talk to Consumer Product Safety Commission, it is possible to get UL to certification. It only adds about 10 cents to the device. So if people are selling more expensive ones, um, that is on the shop. We know that we can make safe batteries uh, cheap. Okay. Well, well this is really anything scary. else you want to tell uh, all New Yorkers, all Americans? We really, really want to urge everyone to make sure that they are using these safely. So please use a UL certified bike. If you have a bike, don't charge it while you're sleeping. Don't charge it uh, where you can't get out of your home. Don't put it in your hallway. Um, but really, please make sure that you are using these safely. And if you see an unsafe condition at a location, please call 311. We will respond. Commissioner Kavanaugh, Fire Department of New York, thank you for the great job you're doing, and we'll talk again real soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Wow. So coming up, uh, John, we've got uh, Miranda Devine coming up, and John Solomon. So big let's news take day. a break, and we'll come, come back with Miranda Devine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back, of course, the big news today with a surprise plea deal with Hunter Biden. And some other big stuff happened. And joining us now, John, is New York Post columnist Miranda Devine. Miranda, Hunter also had some other interesting news uh, went on the baby daddy front, right? That that how does that work into this, the big picture? Uh, yeah, well, um, that's right. There is a settlement there. It's the uh, long-running dispute, or not not that long-running, actually, uh, the dispute over um, trying to, Hunter Biden trying to cut back his um, child support payments. Um, so uh, that's another part of the story. I guess he's cleaning the slate uh, today. He's getting rid of all the legal entanglements that he had going for him. Now, how did this, you know, this, the case with the baby daddy, if you will, it was this child custody case in Arkansas. They were going to open up his finances. What happens now? What's the implication uh, basically now that he's what? He's gotten the payments slashed uh, so he can pay less. Are they going to look into his funds? And how does that work with everything happening on Congress, too? Yeah, look, uh, obviously, now that that's been settled in Arkansas, there's not going to be the opening of the kimono that was expected uh, in discovery, where Hunter Biden was expected to um, prove that he was impoverished and therefore needed to cut his uh, child support payments. And that now doesn't have to happen. And uh, really, uh, you know, his lawyer, Chris Clark, has said today that Hunter is uh, home and hose, that uh, they're putting this all behind them. Um, There is one little glimmer that comes from David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, where he says 
basically uh, that the investigation is ongoing. Um, now, that could mean two things. And, you know, because of the widespread cynicism now about the Department of Justice, because of the way this has been handled, how differently it's been handled compared to other similar cases, um, you know, I think that you could be forgiven for thinking that that the investigations just being held open to Stonewall, uh, James Comer and Jim Jordan, who are trying to investigate Biden family finances and find out exactly how much investigating did the FBI do into the allegations of bribery that were passed on to David Weiss uh, by Bill Barr back in, I think it was 2016, 2017. So, Miranda Devine, where is this going then? I, I mean, this is a, he closes the case in Arkansas. Now he does this deal on the taxes and, and the gun. Uh, where is it going on Capitol Hill? Where do you see it headed? People are shaking well, their heads going to systems of justice. A lot of people don't understand what the heck is going on. I heard today, by the way, that uh, uh, President Trump's trial is being moved uh, from Miami to an, uh, to another jurisdiction. Have you have you heard that? Yeah, I heard some grumblings on that so earlier John, today, John. Where are they moving it? They're moving it from Miami because it was a Trump-appointed judge. judge yeah. Since when did they start to do that? Well, I think Democrats can can pick their jurisdiction wherever they want to go, right? Isn't well, that part of what they can do? They do something else. Says. Howell, who's the judge, who's Lee's uh, chief counsel. Miranda, have you heard that yet? I know they were trying to. No, I, know, I know they've been making those noises. I didn't know that they actually did that. They did I, that. Really? Uh, no. I mean, as far as I know, the, um, the, the judge, Aileen Cannon, um, was going to continue to she was setting a trial date for August, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't heard that, John. Yeah, I, I know they've been making noises. I about will it. look it up. I, yeah. I mean, you, up. you wouldn't change you the jurisdiction. Talking. You would just the judge would recuse herself, and then you get a new judge if that right. was going to happen. You wouldn't yeah, change God, the venue. Listen, Trump doesn't have a chance if, yeah. if, if in any possible circumstance they move this case to the District of Columbia. Yeah, tr- Trump is is dead meat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been going after the judge. There's no doubt, uh, to John's point, at least going after Eileen Cannon, uh, they definitely have. Uh, are you, where do you see the double standards, too, real quick, Miranda, to John's point? And Gov Pataki, you have a question for yeah, Miranda. Yeah, Miranda, I'll, I'll tell you, I think this makes the House investigations absolutely essential. People like yeah. me who try to believe in our government really think now we have a two-tier system of justice, one for Democrats, one for Republicans. Uh, and the Hunter Biden case just tries out right. for an investigation. Breaking news. The House needs to get uh, on top of this right away, in my According view. According to uh, uh, Palm Beach uh, Post or TC Palm, Donald Trump's federal trial to take place in Fort Pierce Federal Courthouse. Uh, yeah, it's still, still in, Florida, in Florida, Florida, still in Florida, in a different, in a different but just not in Miami, just not in Miami. I will send I will send you the copy of the article. Uh, but that could still be Eileen Cannon overseeing right. Yeah, she can travel. She's a Florida, right. She can travel. Right. That's what, what I really want to know is who's going to be the presiding judge for all purposes. Miranda, real quick, where is it headed? I think it's still canon. She assigned the trial to take place in her Fort Pierce uh, courtroom. Okay. Good. I hope so. Good. Yeah. Hope so, because they've been going after her real quick. Miranda, Greg. one question. So, so all these law firms, New York City's arranged for all these big law firms orchestrated by the mayor's office to help these people file asylum claims, entry into public schools, health care insurance, and everything else. But I'm just waiting for them to allow the migrants to vote. I mean, I think that's part of the main plan here. 
give them all the resources, then let them vote, and then the Republican Party is, is done. A hundred percent. And look, why do you think the Democrats are so dead set I, against having um, voter registration? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you can't tell if, it, if it's an illegal migrant or not. Um, you know, these people that you, you can guarantee that they will be voting and uh, not all of them, but enough of them to help the Democrats. Wow. Well, Miranda Devine, thank you very, very much. We really appreciate it. And uh, joining us now, we have John Solomon on the line with some more big news. With us today is John Solomon from Just the News. And John usually gives us a, the breaking news of the day. And uh, John Solomon, uh, what's the big news today? Oh, there's a lot of breaking news. A lot of it surrounding Hunter Biden. Obviously, earlier today, Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss announced a plea deal with Hunter Biden. He's going to plead guilty to two uh, misdemeanor violations alleging that he evaded taxes in 2017, 2018. He's going to be charged with a felony uh, for lying on a gun application. That could go away if he goes to an accelerated probation report. So for the first time in modern history, a son of a, a sitting president has been uh, charged with crimes and uh, likely to take a plea deal. And while that's going on, just a few moments ago on well, Capitol question, Hill, the House question, the question, question, sure. does it say evading taxes? Does it say how much? Uh, it's estimated to be around $100,000 from 2017 and 2018. What's fascinating about that, and it ties You mean to all those tens of millions of dollars were down to 100000 we are. Let's make a deal. How low can we go? Here's the big deal. And this is what I think will happen later, John. And it'll make a lot more uh, sense to people later this week. The House Ways and Means Committee in Congress has just announced that on Thursday morning, they're going to vote to make public the IRS agent whistleblowers allegations that uh, Hunter Biden got favorable treatment, that he that the, the investigators were thwarted from pursuing all uh, criminal leads against Hunter Biden and his father in that uh, testimony. We believe Agent Garrett, Gary Shapley, we know his name now, will uh, has testified that the statute of limitations on much larger tax violations were allowed to expire by the Justice Department, which protected Hunter Biden from far more serious consequences. One of the allegations that we know is public. It's in the public now. People have read it. They've seen it with their own eyes. We first broke the story a couple of years ago. There's an email verified on Hunter Biden's laptop that he was told in 2017 he had evaded taxes on $400,000 of income from Ukraine client Burisma Holdings. That was the energy company in Ukraine. That one alone, he hadn't paid taxes on $400,000 of income. So the allegations were much more serious, but the statute of limitations being allowed to expire gave Hunter Biden the opportunity to shrink this case down to something much smaller, and he'll probably avoid prison time if the judge accepts the plea deal. Judge Weinberg, you wanted to say something? John, I'm... I'm just flabbergasted that they deliberately allowed over a five-year period to let the statute of limitations run. I'm just shocked that they would do such a thing. <laughs> I believe we're it's a learn friendly a U.S. attorney, let's put it that way. Yeah, listen, he was a Trump appointee, but in Delaware. Uh, and there's just a lot of questions about this U.S. attorney's conduct and the Justice Department's conduct writ large. I think we're going to learn something else after this whistleblower testimony gets out. I'm told from multiple sources that the IRS agent has told Congress that he was unaware that the FBI had an in confidential informant alleging the uh, bribery scheme with Joe Biden, something that would be very relevant to a tax case when you're trying to figure out what the monies are for, right? 
And also, he was unaware of that very specific email that the FBI has had in its possession since December 2019. The IRS wasn't told there was an email in which Hunter Biden's team was admitting he was delinquent on $400,000 of tax or on taxes on $400 of overseas income. I think the, the statute of limitations coupled with all of these other allegations are going to show a really uh, botched, if not intentionally uh, politically hijacked case to protect Hunter Biden from much more serious consequences. We'll see when that vote occurs Thursday, what, what the agent actually said, but sources are telling us those are some of the more explosive points of his testimony. And I had read, John, that the, the U.S. attorney in Delaware also said that the investigation is continuing. What do you make out of that? That is that just yes, so, a gambit? Well, the, good question. We don't know. I, my sources tell me that the issues involving Hunter Biden are resolved, but that there are other elements of the investigation that are ongoing. Those could relate to Hunter Biden's uncle and presidential brother James Biden. They could relate to Joe Biden and the allegation of bribery. Why do I say that? Well, when the FBI told Congress they wanted to not give it the the famous um, informant memo that alleged a $10 million bribery scheme involving uh, Joe Biden, they said the reason they didn't want to give it because it was involved in an ongoing investigation. So it's very possible Joe, James Biden, some other element of the investigation is ongoing. My sources tell me Hunter Biden's in the clear. This wraps up anything having to do with Hunter Biden, but there could be other uh, issues and players at the Justice Department are still looking at it. Confirmed that with multiple sources today. Now, if the if the Attorney General of the United States is approving this deal, and yeah. Congress comes out with something different on Thursday, does this blow up everything? Blows well, up it could the, influence blows the, up the prosecutor's reputation. Yeah. That's exactly right. And listen, the judge could take it in. The judge does not have to accept this plea deal. The judge could reject the plea deal. We don't know what judge has been assigned yet. We're waiting to see that. Uh, the judge could say, hey, uh, I'm accepted, but you're going to do a year in prison. Doesn't have to accept the no prison time. The judge could reject the plea deal and send everybody back to the table. Uh, but I, I, I agree with the judge. I think the most likely scenario is it will further diminish the reputation of the Justice Department and its prosecutors and the FBI and the IRS all who are reeling from many other um, uh, negative revelations that, that John Durham uh, revealed in the Russia probe and Hillary Clinton probes. Uh, it would be another black eye for a justice system that has run out of eyes to blacken. Uh, understood. Rita Cosby wanted to say something. Rita? Yeah, so, John, where do you see this going? I mean, do you think anything is going to come of these other allegations? Listen, I think it's going to be a long, hot summer for the Biden family. I believe uh, the uh, release of the Hunter Biden, excuse me, the IRS whistleblower will uh, have an enormous impact on the public dialogue. People will see a career agent that the IRS has heralded as one of their best saying this case got politically interfered with in the most serious way. And here is the evidence. He not only gave testimony. Uh, uh, this agent gave significant documentation, 23 pages of documentation showing the alleged interference. That's the first part. I think the other part that's going to be very uncomfortable for the Biden family, uh, James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, has uh, subpoenaed Devin Archer, the closest business partner that Hunter Biden had in the key time when all these allegations of bribery are there. He is likely to be forced to testify and provide documents in the next few weeks. He knows more about what went on between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden than nearly anyone besides the father and the son. And his testimony could further illuminate the nature of the corruption, the political ethics issues that are now sitting out in public. 
he could be the star witness of the Republicans. The American people, all they want is the truth. John Solomon, thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Great to be with you. Well, we're back. Wow. Very interesting. And Miranda Devine is still with us, too. Uh, Miranda, your thoughts. Uh, you just heard, where do you think this is going after what you heard from John? Uh, some stuff coming out maybe this week. Yes, that's right. But the IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, testified two weeks ago to the House Ways and Means Committee. And it's just unfortunate that they have sat on his testimony, which I'm told is uh, pretty devastating. Um, and, you know, it's 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 difficult for him and for his fellow whistleblower in that IRS team down in Delaware because uh, it's a great cost to themselves that they have come forward. They've done it for all the right reasons. And the, the Republicans in that committee have just uh, really hung them out to dry. So I'm glad to hear that um, Thursday, finally, they're going to vote on it. But, you know, there are Democrats there who are much more wily, yeah. I think, than the Republicans. Uh, I have to agree, Miranda, that it just seems the Democrats in Congress this uh, uh, stonewall every step of the way. But, you know, uh, our only hope is that the House investigation committees actually uh, go public with the information they have. Uh, the whistleblower's testimony apparently yeah, will but be who, public. But who arrests anybody if the FBI doesn't go along with it? Well, I think if you get, if it turns out that these are real facts that the public sees, there's going to be enormous pressure, pressure to take steps. You know, one of the things I would do is I would televise the hearings. I remember yes. back yeah. all the other televised hearings. That way, you, uh, you know, the, the media has to follow it. Yeah. The public gets to see it. And it's not uh, uh, MSNBC distorting it. You get to see it with your own eyes. Hold 100%. public, public hearings yes. on television. Let the American people know the truth. Happy birthday, Governor Pataki. Yes, you look great for 40. You look great. You look great. You're 39, I think. By the way, I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Michael Zwirling at KCSO, who's listening from California. Great bunch of stations in California. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. And also, thank you, Miranda. And boy, after today, everybody, John, what do we stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and the American way. God bless America.